Boker Tov, Shavua Tov, Chodesh Tov. Today's daf is daf Nun Gimel. In Ksubis, as we learned for a four-slam for Yosef, as we learned Chaim Michal and Elazar ben Ruma, and a special Eloi Nishama of Kurt's father, Olive Shalom, Yehuda ben David Simon, and may Kurt have a Arichas Yomim, and we may may we continue to learn together for many, many years. So today's daf is daf Nun Gimel. We said we'll start from the bottom of Nun Beis and Beis will be left off, actually left off seven and a half years ago on the podcast. The Gemara over there says seven lines from the bottom of Nun Beis and Beis. The Gemara says, so why don't we say that Bas Bein Habonim, Bas Bein, the last, the last few words on the seventh line from the bottom page, Bas Bein Habonim, Nami Tiras. What's all comes? We said, Tzubas Ben Dikran says, besides the $200 that the, that the husband has to give to the wife, we encourage the father-in-law to donate money uh, into the marriage. How do we encourage him? By telling him that the, the male children that this daughter will have, even if the daughter dies in the husband's lifetime, and therefore she doesn't really get the ksuba, but the, her sons will still get that share of the ksuba. So if this, if this son-in-law takes other wives and they have children besides the regular Yerusha that all his sons will get, these sons from this woman, this daughter of the father-in-law, uh, will get that share of the ksuba uh, independent of the regular of the regular Yerusha that he that he keeps. So why don't we say why is it only by girl by boys? Why not girls too? The whole idea is we want to encourage the father-in-law to donate money into the marriage to give a big dowry. So what's the difference if it's boys or girls? Give girls also. Let's say let's say this daughter is only going to have girls. So then he's not they're not going to they're not going to get the money right. They're not going to get the money from the father-in-law. So bas banabonim nami just let her get yerusha. The answer is kanachla shavarabonim. This has been different in some aspects. They made it like a nachla. Nachla means who gets when there's boys and girls. Only the boys get. In some aspects, they made it like a ksuba. So in other words, they said they called it a nachla. Only boys get. So if indeed this woman has ten daughters, and uh, and her father left a put a million dollars into the dowry, they won't get that money. They won't get that money if if the if their if their if their father the the son-in-law. Uh, eventually dies and leaves sons from other marriages, they won't get that million dollars. That's how it is. They made it like Yerusha. Okay, let's say there's only girls. Let's say, let's say this, uh, the father-in-law was encouraged to give her a million dollars, right? And eventually the daughter died after having given birth to many girls. So let's say two girls. And uh, then he married other people. He married other women, the son-in-law. And he also just had girls. Well, if there's only girls, who gets the Yerusha? The girls, right? The girls get. So maybe though, these, the girls from this first marriage, right? Where the father-in-law gave a million dollars, maybe they should get that million dollars before the rest of Yerusha split up. So Bas Banabonis Tiras, Rabbanan didn't make a difference between, they said, girls don't get it. It's only because it's been different. Different means boys. Ksuba's been different. We say that in Brich Shmei, you know, that they say, I've been different to boys. Like uh, in, in by animals, we call a ram a, a different, right? Because that's a, that's a male, a male sheep. So, but, but different means males. So he says, no, he says, except for only boys, not girls. So, so if it's like a ksuba, they should be able to get from a talchlin too. The million dollars that they're supposed to get, should, that the boys are supposed to get, should come from, uh, should get from a talchlin just like a ksuba. Ksuba gets from a talchlin, from not Nesim Karka. Shavarabana, uh, I'm sorry. So I let him get metalton like Yerusha. So I, I, I said, I put the comment in the wrong place. 
a Yerusha, you get everything. Whatever the father left, the assets, whatever his assets are, real estate, uh, movables, anything. So why, if you're saying it's like a Ksuba, right, uh, or it's like a Yerusha, you said you made it like Yerusha. The girls don't get, only boys. So it's like Yerusha. So why don't you get Metalpa? And the answer is Ksuba. From giving money. That's right. Because 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 he says, because if, if it's only on the chance that they're going to get, that she's going to have boys, that, that, that the million dollars will go down to his own his own uh, flesh and blood. You're right, right. It discourages them, but it encourages them a little bit, you know, in case there's boys, right? The odds are maybe it's 50-50, maybe there will be boys. So the Tigma Metata, so why can't you get Metatum like Yerusha? And it says, Ksuba doesn't collect from Metatum, only from Karka. So Tigma Shibari, so if that's the case, if it's like Ksuba, you should be able to collect from the Chasim Shibarim, things that were uh, sold to other people in between. And that this is a prior lien from the time of the Ksuba. You should be able to collect from, from um, Shibarim then, if it's like Ksuba. The answer is Yarsim it's like Yerusha. So the point is that the rabbis call this Ksuba different. It's partially like Ksuba. It's like Ksuba that, um, that you can only collect from Karka, but you can't collect from Shabbatim. It's like, it's like Yerusha. The Ema, Afagab, the Leka, Moser, Dina. What did we say? We mentioned this the other day. This that the boys get Ksuba. Let's say there were two fathers-in-law. One guy gave a million. One guy gave $2 million, right? And there's a lot, a lot of money sitting here now, right? A lot of money at Yerusha. But... The son-in-law didn't make any money on his own. He was a bum. You know, they gave him a million bucks and two million bucks. He figured, what, I have to work. And he left no Yerusha. He had no money at all. He didn't leave any Yerusha other than the million dollars and the two million dollars, whatever it was left there from, from, the, uh, from the father's-in-law. There we don't say different. It's only if there's Yerusha, if there's Yerusha, the, if the, if the son-in-law left some money to his children. Why? They mouth forgot to like a Moses. And even if there's no extra dean, it's not even a dollar that he left over. Because what's going on over it? Minat Torah, whatever money is in the marriage or whatever money the wife had goes, if, if the wife died first, goes to the husband. When the husband dies, it goes to his children. Okay, but let's say he didn't leave any money except for that million and the $2 million that the father's on the left. Then the rule is, we don't say it was different. Wherever the money is there, you go goes like a regular rusha. All the boys get it equally, or before is before he gets a double share. But the boys get it. The girls don't get it. all his boys equally. Even if he had ten different wives, all the boys get it equally. Why is that? Because there's no there's no Yerushim and Torah over here. There's only the money that was given by the fathers-in-law into the was different. So therefore, he says he says the Then the answer is If there's no nachal deraisa, they can rub on him. Because of here, what would you say? You'll say, okay, the bo- the children from the million dollar uh, Nadin, from the million dollar dowry, they get the million dollars. And the children from the two million dollar, they get that. And what about other children from another marriage? They get nothing. They get nothing. Because there's no, there's no, the Orisa Yerusha here of taking the father's assets and distributing it equally among the boys. Well, if that happens, if there's no Yerusha, the Orisa, we disband the Ksubis different. It doesn't apply. It doesn't apply. So the, even though that's part of the deal, the million dollars and the two million dollars, it goes to his, the grandfather's own children. That's only if there's a regular Yerusha. If there's at least some Yerusha, there's a dollar that's going to be split up among the boys. But if there's nothing, we throw it out and we say, no, we go up to the rice. If, you, if you're going to uproot the whole to the rice, then the whole thing doesn't apply. Rapapa, now a story. Three lines from the bottom of Nun Bezimit. Rapapa, Yasek, Leila, Bray. Now, we, in the previous Gemara, the Gemara said, what's this solution different? This isn't quite right because Minat Torah, when a man dies, his Yerusha goes to his boys, all the boys equally, assuming there's no Bechor, right? All the boys get it equally, not girls, boys. If there's no boys, the girls get it equally, right? So uh, now you say, no, no, no. 
if the father-in-law put money into the dowry and the wife died and the wife died, right? And then the husband died, uh, the husband inherits the wife, but instead of him giving the money equally among the, the Yerushalayim, we're gonna do it differently. We're gonna give it to the grandfather's, uh, children, uh, grandfather's own flesh and blood, not the other kids. Okay, some people dis did the Gemara disagree with the Gemara Takashi yesterday. Why are we we're, we're taking we're going away against the the uh, the, the Torah is a father dies all sons get it equally. So okay, well we want to encourage the father-in-law to give money into the marriage. Okay, fine. But some people like the first idea, didn't like this whole concept. So Rapapa Asik he married off his son, Bay Abasura, in the house of Abasura. Interesting, uh, Rapapa was married to this Abasura's daughter. And um, must have had another wife because his own son was not a son of that wife. And he, and he read a shidduch for his son to marry his wife's sister. Interesting, you can't marry your aunt, your mother's sister, but this wasn't his mother's sister. This was his stepmother's sister. So he's not really related. So he made a, made a shidduch there. So Rapapa went to write a ksuba. He went to the father-in-law's house, his own father-in-law, because he was married to one daughter and he's going to have the other daughter of his father-in-law marry his son. So he went to make a Shama Yudabarmer. Yudabarmer was a big rabbi there, and he heard that uh, Rapapa was coming. Nothing, he went out, also he came. His chazilais, he met him, and he was very happy to meet him. And they walked together to the house of this Abbasarov. Kimatul, uh, if this one came to the door, Yudabarmer didn't want to go in, because he knew what was going to go, what happened, what was going to happen. They were going to write a and this Abbasarov had some money, right? He probably had some money, and and uh, Rapapa was going to encourage him to donate money into the marriage, right? To give the daughter a dowry. Rapapa said to Yehuda, come in with me. Why don't you come in with me? He saw that Yehuda didn't want to go in. He didn't want to have any, any, uh, any part of this uh, where the father-in-law is giving money that will go only to his own grandchildren, not to uh, not the Din Torah. Omelay, my diet of what are you worried about? Omelay Shmuel or Abuda, Shmuel said to Rabbiuda, his Talmud, shouldn't a smart kid, lo tavi baburach santa, you shouldn't be around, in other words, don't partake when they move a, uh, uh, when they transfer a Yerusha, a proper inheritance from one son to another. Even from a bad son to a good son. Sometimes, unfortunately, this happens where a person is not happy with one of his sons, so he writes him out of the will, so to speak, right? Or he gives him much less. Technically, if there's several sons, we have the Gemara of Vasra elsewhere. There's a strong sheet of many passing that way, probably that you could. You, know, you can't. You 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 can't. Uh, uh, if, this is the Torah solution. We're not talking about when you give it as a gift before you die. Lamaisa. We're talking about when Yerushalayim says, "I want." He has two sons, Reuben and Shimon. He says, "I want Shimon to get the Yerusha. I want Reuben to get less or to get none." You shouldn't do that. Now, technically, it works because you could do Yerusha. They're both void to be Yerusha. But he says. You shouldn't do it. Don't get involved in that. Don't transfer money from one. Give everybody equally. Don't uh, even you shouldn't even transfer uh, money and take away a bad son from the Yerusha, like write him out. You don't know what kind of kids are going to come out. Sometimes you have a bad son, but he has good grandchildren, right? Certainly you shouldn't take it away from a son to a daughter. So what he's saying over here is this. Think, think about this. When a man, the father-in-law is encouraged to give the million dollars, right? But he's not supposed to give money to his daughter. He's supposed to give money to his son. Who's supposed to get his Yerusha? His own sons, right? Not his daughter or his daughter's kids. So that was the objection to the whole idea. So he didn't like it. He says, uh, what's your concern? What's your concern? Because Shmuel said to his son, don't be involved in transferring the Yerusha, writing people out of will, uh, even a bad son to a good, a good son. And certainly 
from a daughter to a, from a son to a daughter, you're taking away. Now, was this father-in-law was giving the million dollars or the two million dollars of the dowry. He was giving money to his daughter instead of giving it to his son, and that's why you object. There's a reason for it. The reason for it is is because we want to encourage. In fact, the, the, he brings down the pasuk in year in year. The calls that as a darais, and many times Tanakh is quoted as a darais. Yesterday's more something. darais. It's not really darais. It's in, it's in Yirmiyah, but that's like a darais also. It's part of Tanakh. It says over there, take take a daughter, take women and have children, and you should take uh, sons for your for your daughter. How's your daughter supposed to get sons? Not like today when the girls ask the boys out on dates. In those days, it was hard for a girl to get married. The only way was for a father to give her father to give a dowry. So there's a reason for it. That's if the man wants to give on his own. If a man wants to give us a father wants to give on his own, so we can encourage him, right? We're going to force him. Did I tell you to go in and force this man? In other words, where Papa says to Yehuda, should I tell you to go in and force Abba Sarah to give a dowry? Go in and don't force him. Just coming in there, if rabbis come in, you know, important people come in there and sit there, that's like forcing. You know, it's like when they, uh, you know, they come in with all the rabbis, the big guns come for a donation. You sit there, you can't give them a shekel. You know, you got to give something substantial. Just mind you, he forced him, he convinced them, you know, but oh, then he came in. So you came in. He sat there. Now, when he sat there, he didn't say anything. Savar, uh, Savar, who thought? Savar Iu, meaning Abba the father-in-law, thought, he's, he's like angry at me. You know, he says, okay, do you, ever, do you ever negotiate with somebody? The smart way is keep your mouth shut and they just keep on increasing the amount, thinking you're upset. He says over here, so he said he's angry for not giving. He gave his whole, all his assets he wrote into the, the father-in-law, gave everything over as a dowry. So from like Hashan Amilam Shamar, you're not going to talk to me now. Chaidamar by by your life. I didn't leave anything myself. I gave this, I put everything I have into the dowry. What do you want me now? What are you so what are you angry now? was up to me. I feel the I'm not happy with what you gave him. I'm not, I'm not, I don't encourage this because what you're doing is you're giving money to your daughter instead of to your sons. The Torah says to give it to you. I'm against this whole thing. I'm a lay Hashanahbe. So should I should I retract? Should I take the money back? I didn't say to make yourself an Indian giver. You know, once you committed to it, you committed to it, but I'm not happy with the whole thing. In other words, there were objections to the Susman differently, but the rabbis did make this like Listen to this. A woman is entitled, let's say, to $200. She knows if her, if her husband divorces her or he dies, she's going to get to She said, listen, I need some money now. And I know you give you support me and I give you my paycheck, but I need more money. And I'd like to get $75 now. How about if you give me seventy-five dollars now, and um, and I'll and I won't have the ksuba? You know, it's like an option, right? You, you know, if, if she if she dies, he never has to pay it. But if he dies, he has to pay it. So I tell you what, you might save two hundred dollars, right? And you might uh, not. But give me, for seventy, if you give me seventy-five dollars now, we'll get rid of the ksuba, right? What about the What about the million dollars from her father? Is that also batel with this or not? is different. Why are you talking about if she sells it? Maybe she just mocha. says, you know what? I love you. Uh, you've been nice to me. Forget the ksuba. You don't have to pay it at all. She's mocha the whole thing. Why don't you just ask that question? I'm wondering where she's, if she sells it, why is she selling it? Because she needs the $75. She needs to buy a, a new shaitel. He doesn't want to give her another shaitel. She wants a new shaitel for $75. So she's forced because she needs the money. So it's like 
she was forced because of the machine of the money. It's as if she was beaten a hundred times with a whip that has a metal ball at the end. But she was hit a hundred times with and she was forced into it. So Machel's a boy. If when she was forced into it, I, I'm, I'm saying, would she still lose the Ksubas Bin Dichrin? After all, she was forced, she needed the $75. Why should she Why should she give up on the Ksubas Bin So when she's Machel willingly, so if she's giving up, if she gives it up when she's forced, certainly when she's not forced and she gives up her Ksubas, certainly I would say that she that she loses her Ksubas Bin In other words, her children won't get that. That's the question. Amar Rava. So Rabu himself said that the Baruch Machelis, he said, she sells it to somebody else. Sometimes you could sell it let's, like an option, right? You might exercise it or not. I've said, you know, you, you, what is an option? You buy an option, you, you put money down. If the price uh, goes, goes down or, you know, goes up, you, you, you gain. If the price goes down, you've lost, right? You don't exercise the option. So here, let's say she sells it silver. She has $200 coming to him if her husband divorces her. So I'll tell you what, give me $75. She goes to some friend, a different guy. Give me $75 and you have the silver. $75, you might get $200 out of it. You might have a profit of $125. On the other hand, if she dies first, you might lose, you might get nothing. So she, he's willing to take the chance. Can you, if she sells it to somebody else, she's entitled to a My My time was in six. She was, she needed the money. She needed the money. Her husband doesn't want to give her the money. She needed the money and she goes, I'll sell it to you for $75. You might gain $125. You might not. You might just lose the $75. So she needed the money. So there she certainly doesn't, she, she certainly is entitled, her children are still entitled to the different. But if she just mochel it, it's different. But she, then she's not entitled. She was mochel the whole ksuba. My time, she was mochel. She was mochel, she didn't care about the ksuba at all, that the whole ksuba is gone, ksuba, in, including the condition of the ksuba's been different. If she sells the ksuba to her husband, that's the same question that was raised before. If she sells it to her husband for seventy dollars, is that is that like Rabbi who said if you sell it to somebody else, you're not mochel the ksuba has been different. But if she sells it to her husband, is that like selling it to somebody else? I mean, or is it like selling, or, or is it like mochel to her husband? Rabbi said if she's mochel to her husband, the whole ksuba, no ksuba has been different. If she sells the ksuba to somebody else, she is entitled to it. So if she sells it to her husband, what is that like selling to somebody else and she still gets the ksuba has been different? Her kids get that, or is she like mochel the ksuba? And and that are, that's nothing. Boss the boy after he asked the question, part of Pashti was dummy. Selling it makes a difference. She sells it to somebody else or sells it to her own husband. It's like uh it's like the same thing applies, and she's the kids still get the subscription different. Now she needed the money. She needed the money, but if she still wants her kids to get the million dollars or the two million dollar dowry that the father that her father put into the marriage. Mesa, how can you say this? You say right? And what? And she's uh, and she doesn't uh, and the is still intact. You know, it's this question. We go back to Yavamas. We throw back to Yavamas. A woman's husband went overseas and didn't show up. One man comes back and says he's dead. What's the rule? The rule is that she can get married because we have a rule that she checks things carefully and we rely in this case we rely on this and she got married. Besan allowed to get married based on the testimony of one guy and based on the assumption that she's going to check things out. Carefully, she got remarried. She gets remarried. She has even children from the second marriage. One day, unfortunately, the first husband shows up. So it says over there, what happens now? She has to leave both marriages, right? Because she's like an adulteress. Um, so Mesa, now she dies. And Yorshin, she'll say, and she'll say, Ksubasa. Her, her Yorshin from her first marriage, the second, don't get the Ksuba. What kind of Ksuba? You already said she's not entitled. She has to leave both marriages. She's not entitled to the Ksuba. 
right? Um, uh, you know, and her, the Ain Yorsh and she'll say, no, nobody gets her ksuba at all. So what ksuba are we talking about? Even a ksuba samaya vidita, Amra Papa ksuba's been different. The ksuba's been different that her father put into the marriage, the dowry, her sons don't get that either. Am I? Why? Just like we said before, when she sold the ksuba for $75 to somebody else, why did she do that? Because she needed the money, but she didn't want to give up on the ksuba's been different. That, that condition still remains, right? So over here too, why don't you say that, um, uh, you know, why did she get remarried? Her husband didn't show up for a couple of years. Somebody said he was dead. She did the best she could. She checked it out. She got remarried because she didn't want to be alone. Woman doesn't want to be alone. She wanted to get remarried. So it's also her yatser. Her, her inclination to uh, to get remarried, that she needed a husband, forced her into it. Why should her kids lose the superstition? You know, it's the concept the concept of the rabbis find her for not checking carefully enough. Obviously, obviously she didn't check carefully enough because her husband did show up. So that was a special case. Yes, Robin, we're talking about the, the uh, woman the of the first husband, correct, or the second. Wouldn't the kids have gotten it immediately before she even married the second? No, that's all. When when the when the first husband died, supposedly, well, supposedly well died. he never died at the end. At the end, he yeah, never well, died. So the money was the money was in trust, you know, until that. Right? He never died. He never died. Correct. If if the if the it was gone because they awarded the uh, ksuba to the uh, that you're right. But that's again, uh, um, uh, correct, correct. As long if some assuming that he died, right? So she would have collected the ksuba. From the first husband, the and they're going to be kept. But let's say the money was held in trust, or she had to put the money back because at the end he didn't die. The end, the answer she had to return the money. Right. Right. They'd have to give back the money. Yeah, presumably, yeah, because the whole thing was not there. Right. It was a it was a wrong deal, so to speak. Right. Right. Yasa said the fountain name of Let's say she's Let's say she's Mochluk Suba, and then the husband dies. Normally, what's the deal when a husband dies? We said in the Mishnah, besides the Ksuba's been different, part of the thing is that she's entitled to eat, you know, to get maintained in the house until she gets remarried or until the kids decide to give her the Ksuba. But if she's Mochluk Suba, she's not entitled to Mazonos after, after death. Even though she was a nice girl, she said, you know, I'm Mochluk Suba, I love you, I don't want to, you don't have to pay me the Ksuba. And now he dies. She's not entitled to food. That's what Rabbi Lazar said. Amalei, so if Chisa said, had you not said it to me in the name of Rabbi Lazar, right? It's just because Robin Barchanina said this to Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Lazar. Man, I would have sold you. Look at the Pasuk. Pasuk says, Mishle, you're, giving me, you're giving me bad in return for good. She was a nice girl and said, you don't have to pay the $200. And now when he dies, she's the $200, but she's not even going to get food. The passage goes on. Somebody who returns good for bad for good. Somebody, somebody is Reuben is good to Shimon and Shimon pays him back with bad. He'll always have bad in his house. That's what he said. But it's from here that had you not told me the name of Rabbi Lazar, I would. That's what I would have said. But Rabbi Lazar said that she's muffled. Super, she's not telling him zonos. So my it's a chlokus among the Rishonim how they pass him. Is she entitled to it or not? Yasser Rav Nachman Ula, Bavim Bar Papi. These rabbis were sitting. Yosef of Chia Barami, Gavai was sitting there. Also, a man came. The Shchibir was a man's betrothed wife, wasn't fully married, died. Amrle, they said, Zil cover, bury her. Oh, oh, Kvar. Oh, have or give her the ksuba. In other words, the assumption was 
that if she had a ksuba from the Shas Erison, either because he gave it to her, because the, there was a place where there were a bundle of Metaka and a ksuba from Erison, uh, he's, he has to, he, like, like he has to pay the $200 if he dies or divorced, he also is required to bury her. Amalu, Ravchia, Taninu, we learn Ishtar Arusa, if a man's wife, not a, not a full wife, Arusa, if she dies, right, he's not an owning, meaning an owning can't eat uh, a kachim, he's not an owning for her because he's not, not really his wife. If he's a Kohen, he wouldn't uh, become tummy to her. He wouldn't go to the funeral. She's not an owner, and she doesn't, a woman's not really, a woman is not prohibited from becoming tummy, but she doesn't have to be. Mesa, if she dies, ain't a Yorsha. If she dies, he's not Yorsha. Her husband only inherits his wife, is fully his wife, not a Rusa. Mesu, if he dies, go with Tsubasa, because we're talking about a case where the either he wrote the Ksuba or the Tekon at that place was that the woman get a Ksuba from Arison. Time in the mesu. If he died, how mesu? He ain't luxuba. She's not luxuba. So why do you? Have, why does he have to bury her? She's not entitled to anything if she if if, if she dies. If she dies, uh, he's she's not entitled to luxuba. If she dies and it was his full wife, then okay, then he's an onain. And if he's a kohen, he's a matami to her. But if she dies, he doesn't owe her anything. Ain't luxuba. How mesu? Ain't luxuba. My time, Ravosha. Shani Karba. Ravosha. Ravosha. Explain. It doesn't fit into the words. When did she get the ksuba? It says in the ksuba, when you get married to somebody else, right? Then uh, you'll 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 be entitled to get what's written in here. Meaning, when you when you leave the marriage, when you get married to somebody else, you'll get the ksuba. Or when the kids pay you off, you'll get the ksuba. But it's only when you get only at that point. And like Rashi says, last line on the page, when is she entitled to the two hundred dollars? When, when her husband dies or divorces her. Well, in this case, she died and she wasn't married to him. If she would die and she had money, he would get it. But there, there's nothing he's not entitled to. He doesn't get anything. And therefore, he's also not Meshubba to, to bury her. So therefore, he disagreed with this idea. He says, you should go bury her. You know, I'm not going to bury her. Now, Rehoshia said that in Babel, Kiyosu, Rav, Nam, came from Eretz Yisrael, Amr Shlokesh, he said, the name of Shlokesh, Arusa, Shemesa, ain't Luxuba, she's not Luxuba, Amr Abaya, and she's not entitled to Luxuba, and she, he's not, he doesn't have to bury her. The Ksuba presumably is also includes burying her, taking care of her needs. Amul Abaya. So Abaya said to him, oh, now you're telling us, Zilu Amule, go tell Shkiel, tell us, take your good thing. You gave us this member that, uh, that if she dies, he doesn't have to bury her. Shad we put it on the thorns. In other words, we didn't need you to come from Eretz Yisrael to say the name of Rosh that if your wife, that a wife in a Russo who dies, she doesn't have to have the Ksuba and he doesn't have to bury her. Uh, Rav Hoshi already explained it like we just said in Babel. We said also the, the female daughters that are in your, that you get, remember the male sons, what do they get? They get the Ksuba's been different, the million dollars, the two million dollar dowry. The girls are entitled to eat in the house until they get married. So Rav Tani, until they get married. Levi Amar, until they become bogeres. Remember, we've learned many times. Once a girl turns 12 and a half, Right, or if she gets married, she's out of her father's shoes. He doesn't break her in Adarim. He's not entitled to marry her off, etc. So Rav says and learns in the Mishnah that when, how long do the girls get maintenance in the house? They're fed until they're uh, remember. While the father is alive, he doesn't have to feed them. It's a mitzvah I mean, from the till, from the age of six till twelve. It's a mitzvah to feed them. He doesn't have to. Once he dies, let's say he dies, they're eight years old. He, she, they have to be fed until when. So Rav says until they get married. Levi says until, until they become 12 and a half. So the Rav, I forgot the bug, what do you, the crunch Rav, even though they turn 12 and a half, he's supposed to feed them if they're not married. And according to Levi, he says, uh, I forgot, even though they got married, uh, he doesn't have to, he still has to feed them, even though 
even though they're not 12 and a half yet. Obviously, if they're fully married or if they're 12 and a half, he doesn't have to feed them anymore. They're, they're, not, part of, they're not part of the family anymore. Ella bugger below incident either if they she turned 12 and a half or if she got married, everybody agrees. He does, she's not, they don't get they don't get food anymore. He rusa. Here's a machlokis. If she got engaged, she got engaged below bugger, and she's not 12. Let's say she got engaged at eight years old. They, right? She's engaged, she's 12 years old, she, or she's eight years old, they married her. The father died. And uh does does he have to feed her? In other words, Rav, who says until they get married, he means not married, fully married, even Arusa. Arusa also, she's not fed anymore. Levi says no. Levi says Arusa still gets fed. Levi, Rashi explains that he did, he was Messiah and Mishnayis, like um, Levi, uh, Levi says, um, where he said, Levi, the Levi Sira Brysa, she should start Kravosh. He was Masandra the Brysa's. Masnisi said, until they get 12 and a half. The Yamtas men this and and their time has come to get married, meaning 12 months after they got engaged. Tarti, you need both. You don't need 12 and a half. And then Ella eat tobagan, oh tobagan, or they're twelve, either they're 12 and a half, oh Yamtas men, or they're or their their Nisuin has come, meaning 12 months after the Arison where the husband has to marry her. So it means either when they're married, according to Levi, either 12 and a half or marriage, according to uh, Rav, it's either 12 and a half or even getting engaged. Until, until when is a daughter fed after her father died? Until she gets engaged. That would be like Rav. That, would, that was the Tanakam here. Mishimar Belazar Amru, Belazar said, until she's 12 and a half. Until she's 12 and a half. Okay, meaning, meaning uh, or she's or married. Everybody agrees if she's fully married. So Rav will go like the Tanakama and Levi will go like Rebelazar. He says, until they get married. So Ibala, what do you mean Havayan? Havayan means like marriage. It mean both. Ibala, Havayan, Dairison, Havayan, does it mean marriage only betrothal or does it mean fully married? Take that question stands from Rabbi Yosef. But we had a machlokis between Rav and Levi and the Tanakama and Rabbi Lazar. Have you heard from Rabbi Yudah anything about this? Arusa, Yeshlam, Zonas, Ainlam, Zos. This very question. And Arusa, who's Yasoma, her father died. Uh, you, you heard anything about that? Tosa says over here that he didn't hear the just that it's a machlokus between a and Tanakama, between Rav and Levi. Either he didn't hear the machlokus, or his question is, did you hear what the psak is? I didn't hear the halacha. I didn't hear from a Yehuda if he paskin about this question. And Arusa, who's again, according to Rav and Arusa, stops getting Mazonas. According to Levi, she gets Mazonas until she gets married or until she turns, everybody agrees if she turns 12 and a half, she stops getting Mazonas. But an Arusa, who's not 12 and a half, does she get out? So he says, she, I haven't heard, I didn't hear a Pesach from Rabbi but Misfara, less, I would assume she doesn't get any more. Why? What's the reason why we say that a young girl, eight years old, she gets Mazonos after her father died? Because we don't want her to go begging. It's, it's degrading for a little girl. She can't get food. But over here, uh, um, but once she has a fiance, the fiance is not going to let her, you know, uh, even though he's not machlif to feed her, but if she has no food, he's not going to let, let her be destitute, and he'll feed her. So therefore, probably uh, she shouldn't get food anymore, like Rob, and like uh, we said in the um, uh, the Tanakama, right? The Tanakama of the, of the in the Brisa, and according to Rob, once she's engaged, she shouldn't get food anymore from the father, from the father's estate. If you haven't heard the halacha, I could tell you the other way around. Misfar is Islam. Misfar, we thought she should get food. 
Why would the fiance feed her? He doesn't know if he's going to really marry her or not. They got engaged. Maybe he's going to hear some other bad rumors or he's going to find that she's got a blemish that he's not happy. He may not, the marriage may not uh, complete. So he's not going to throw his money out for another. In other words, a man's not going to feed his fiance until he gets married to her. I could use that as far too. He can, I mean, some say the other way around. He asked him, have you heard anything from the Yud about the Alocha? But I would tell you from Sfar, she, she, she is entitled to it. Why? Why? Since, you know, the husband doesn't know for sure the fiance, if he's actually going to marry her, he's going to care. He's not going to put his money there. For, therefore, she should be entitled to get sustenance from her father's estate because she's a Yasoma. And even though she's engaged, that doesn't mean anything. So he answered him back. So Chris said, yeah, I can tell you the other way around. If you haven't heard the halacha specifically, as far as I would tell you, as far as she's not entitled to it, even the year. So once he got engaged, or once his fiance, so the fiance doesn't want her to become uh, destitute. So you could see it both ways. So he didn't hear from Yudapsak, but as we said, it's a machlokas, whether this girl who's eight years old, nine years old, her father died, and um, she's engaged, it, you know, if her father died, she's not 12 and a half yet, and she's not even engaged, everybody agrees she's entitled to Mazonos. If she's 12 and a half, everybody agrees she's, in, she's not entitled. If she's fully married, everybody agrees she's not entitled. If she's only an Arusa, is she entitled or not? Rav says not, and the Tanakhama says not, and uh, the others say, yes, she is entitled to it. Listen to this question. Here's a good one. What's a Mamanus? A girl who was married, her father died, or had married off once before, and she was divorced from that marriage. She's six, seven, eight, nine years old. And her brothers or her mother marries her off. It's a Kishin Rabbanan. Remember, we've learned many times in Yavamas that she can walk away from that marriage at 12 years old, right? When she's 12, she can walk away if it's not consummated after 12 years old. She can walk away. Now, when she walks away, she goes back to her father's house, right? To her father's house with her brothers and the mother. Is she, does she get Mazonis now? Well, well, she's married. And when she's married, but she's not, the mayor, remember the marriage is broken off. It's like it never was there. Me and she doesn't even need to get. She just walks away. It's like there was no marriage. Is she in Tom Thompson? I'm a Lou. I'm of Shashas. We said we have a Brysa. Brysa like this. Amana, Let's say she's an Amana from the Arison, of course. Once she's fully married or she's a Bulgarian, she never gets from her father. She's out of her father's estate totally. But Amana, let's say she's an Amana from Arison. She was engaged and she became, and the husband, the fiance died. Or Grusha Beisavia, or she was divorced from Arison and she's back in her father's house. Or Shemer Siavam, Beisavia. Her husband had died, and her husband, meaning her fiance, had died. And now she's Shemer Siavam, meaning she, she never consummated any marriage yet. She's back in her father's house. She was engaged, and she, her husband died, and she has to fall even now to her the brother, even though it was only Arison. There's still Shemer Siavam there. Yeshlam Zatanikman says she's entitled to Mazonos, presumably also. Mamanus, she's back in the father's house. If these people have Mazonos, right, they're engaged, they're back in the father's house. If she's still in her father's house, meaning she never left, she was never engaged, never betrothed, nothing, then you're Mazonos. Once she left her father's house, even just it was a betrothal, if, if, if her husband then died, if fiance died or divorced her or died and left her, left her brother, what's between Yud and Tanakam? Yud says, if she's in the father's house, She's entitled, not in the father's house. She's not. What's the Messiah in the Tanakama? Allah menaceth me now. Here's the machlokas. Tanakama sovereign isla. She's entitled, right? Almana be sabia, grusha be sabia, shemes also. Rabbiuda savalesla. Rabbiuda says no, that she's not entitled to it because Rabbiuda says what? Rabbiuda says that uh, if she's still in her father's house now, right? Now she's in her father's house because she's back. She's back, back there. 
Then she's with the outer base of here. Yeshim Zaras, ain't a base of here. Ain't a Mazaras. So we're Elav Manasikim and Tanakama Savar Kisla. Tanakama says just like just like a uh, Almana or a Gusha or Shemer Siyavim back in her father's house is entitled to. Rabbiuda Savalas is not entitled to it. So it's a machlokas whether a Mamanis is considered back in her father's house. Or do you say it's like if it was like no marriage at all, no marriage at all, and therefore she's still in her father's house? It's a machlokas about the case of Mazbar of Shishavish. Bas Yabama, Yeshim Mazanus. Remember, Hufi, what's, what's the Ksuba? The Ksuba says that if I die or divorce you, the girls, the girls, not only is there Ksuba's been different, not only you tell from else, but also the daughters will be fed in my house, right? What about if this man dies and he left a brother, there were no children, so what happens? The brother marries her, right? He's the Yavim, marries her, and the Yavim has a daughter. Remember, what Ksuba is there with the Yavim? The Yavim, so to speak, assumes the Ksuba of the first husband. Well, the first husband promised his, that his children, his daughters will be fed. But the second husband didn't profit. The Yavam didn't promise that. So since the Ksuba comes from Balarishan, Lesla, right? Because the Balarishan didn't, didn't, he didn't promise to feed the daughters of his brother, who's going to take over later on. If, remember, if, the, if there is no Ksuba from the, the first husband who died and left the, uh, the brother of the Yavam to marry her, if he didn't have any estate, he had no money. To kill Rabban Mishani, the Rabban said that the second husband, the Yavim, should supply Islam. Maybe the daughter is also entitled to this question. Take this question stands. All right, we'll pick it up here tomorrow. Mitzvah Shem, um, boy, Rabbi Have a good day. Chodesh Tov, Shavuot Tov.